Welcome back to another episode of the Creative Convoys Podcast. I am Josh. And I'm Aaron. And today, we are... Actually, this is the first episode that we are recording for 2021. Can you believe that, Aaron? We've survived 2020. Wow. We survived 2020. I bet you by the time that our listeners listen to this episode, it, it's probably going to be like middle 2020 at this rate oh my middle, gosh. No, middle 2021 sorry middle of 21 yeah we have quite yeah. a backlog of episodes there so <laughs> but you know what it, it's okay that that's a little that, this is a i'm just gonna dispel some myths for some of you guys that like might be wondering like about our episodes this is total side tangent to what we're even talking about today we actually record a lot of episodes and so we end up having a pretty big catalog like back catalog of episodes <laughs> yeah yeah. That uh, by the time that you guys hear this, like these episodes, it's probably been like months since we recorded it. So that's why. So if you guys have, if you guys ever ask us in person, like about any episode, probably I don't think, just don't bother. We probably won't remember it. <laughs> and to all you guys who made it through 2020 with us, yeah, welcome. Listening to these podcasts all throughout 2020 and into 2021 with us. Yeah. It's yes. Not Welcome and uh, thanks for sticking around this far. Mm-hmm. Can't believe it's already been a year of podcasting, and I know, right? It's we're, we're still going crazy. strong. I mean, yeah, the thing that we started during this whole COVID crisis, we're still keeping on. So it's uh, it's not a fling, hey? It's not a fling. It's not a fling. It's uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, it's a real commitment there. So it's a, it's yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. One year strong. Well, has it been one year? I think it. I think we started in like uh, close to one year, I guess. We're, in, we're. I guess by Easter it will be. Uh, yeah, I think the, so. At the time of recording now, it's <clears throat> it's February. <clears throat> so yeah, fast approaching the the one year anniversary. So mm-hmm. That's right. Um, but yeah, so today. We are talking about a topic uh, called fixed versus growth mindset. And this is a topic that uh, you brought in, Aaron. Yeah, that's right. And it's it's based off a book from this person called Carol Dweck. And she, yeah. she was talking about these two different mindsets, uh, which is the, the growth versus the fixed mindset and how these two mindsets affect people and how they approach life so mm. an example that she gave was was how students learn in school and which is something that Josh and I can relate to and probably all I of th- you I can think, relate to I, I think most people will yeah. relate to unless you didn't go to school or you went to homeschooling actually unless, I don't yeah, know yeah unless you're a actually maybe you, even if you got homeschooled I think you'd probably relate yeah, yeah, to, to some extent. And mm-hmm. it's interesting because she talks about how students with the fixed mindset, they feel that they feel like their intelligence is limited. And mm. they feel like another thing she mentioned is that they feel like they have to prove themselves to, to other people about yeah. how, how smart they are or how accomplished they are. And if mm-hmm. they're unable to prove themselves in that fashion, they then go away thinking, "Oh, I'm not that smart, and my intelligence yeah, yeah. is fixed. And, like it can't be changed." That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. they have a very different approach as well to solving p- 
problems like for, for example mm. say like math problems or solving puzzles right like yeah. students with the fixed mindset would would like when it comes to like problems they can solve like puzzles puzzles they can solve yeah, yeah that that like solvable <coughs> problems basically affirm their intelligence or their smartness so when they when they right. successfully solve a problem they think oh yeah i'm smart you know and yeah, if, yeah, yeah, and yeah. If they and if they're like top of their class and they solve problems they're like oh like i'm smart i'm top of the class right so like that like that's that's how i was made to be right yeah, yeah, yeah and then a lot of these students they get a rude awakening when they go from like primary school to like high school or high school yeah. to, to college right and then they get thrown in with like a whole other bunch of new kids who are <laughs> yeah. smarter than them and then these yeah, yeah, kids yeah, yeah. end up struggling because they 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 figure that oh i'm a, i'm not as smart as these kids now and I'm right like, I'm, I'm no longer smart like it's and yeah i can't do anything about it whereas yeah. kids with the growth mindset they're they're different in the sense that they don't feel like they have to prove anything yeah and they they approach life and they approach problems in the spirit of i would say curios- curiosity and right yeah just being open-minded and and so whenever these kids like play a game or face mm-hmm. a problem like they're yep. not thinking about how smart they are or how uh, how, how brilliant they are yeah, yeah, yeah. problem like compared to other kids right they they're they're more going wow this is an inter- interesting problem like how am i going to solve it right mm. if they can't solve it they go oh i can't solve it like why is that and how can i get around to solving it and they keep working on it until they solve the right. problem right mm-hmm. so in a nutshell like people with the growth mindset get a kick out of solving problems that they can't solve and right and intelligence to them is like they don't they don't really place that high of a premium on their intelligence and and how smart they are in relation to other people yeah kind of thing because for them it's all about the thrill of learning new things and overcoming challenges and problems and stuff whereas yeah. people with the fixed mindset they like this is this is my opinion of reading the book so far like they are more yeah, yeah. focused on their reputation and, hmm. and how smart they are or how accomplished they are compared to right. other people and it's fight, almost like they're yeah. um like they're trying to rest on their laurels almost kind of thing yeah rest on their laurels or kind of like maintain maintain their perceived smartness or, or brilliance right which yeah, is yeah. why unfortunately <coughs> some of them go to great lengths to hide their mistakes or hide their weaknesses or or yeah. incapabilities so hmm. and and i feel like this this is a, a great subject that we can apply to making art and being creative yeah. because mm-hmm. we all have different upbringings right um, whether it's in asian society or western society and that has and as well as different parents and that has yeah influence the way we look at solving problems or overcoming challenges and right. some of us yeah. inadvertently have a fixed mindset right and yeah. other people have a more 
open mindset. That kind mm. of thing. So, yeah, yeah I just yeah. thought we, we would we could unpack this topic um, yeah. when it comes to being creative and making art, mm. basically. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I guess we can start with uh, you, Josh. Like, what is your approach to life in terms of the open versus closed mindset? And what's your experience right. of dealing with, yeah, either or mindsets uh, throughout mm. your creative journey but right yeah i i think like um i feel like both of these like the yeah i definitely relate to some of this stuff to be honest i feel like um like the whole notion of being uh like maintaining your quote-unquote reputation of something or whatever I, I i was thinking well like when you were mentioning that anyway it kind of got me thinking about um uh oh shoot i just lost my train of thought ha, ha. it's okay <laughs> but like um yeah I, I think like for me that that i think both oh right now now, now i found it <laughs> i found it found, cool. found my train again it was on it was on it was going on the wrong track um I, I think like a lot of this whole like the fixed and growth mentality like i think like the fix I think a lot, like, both of them kind of stem, have this, like, root, the root of it, at least from what it sounds like to me, a lot of it, the root of it is almost, like, confidence, I think. Right. Like, or insecurities, I think, because I think, like, of, like, yourself in terms of your own ability, because I think if you're confident, right, you don't care about your, your, um, uh, you don't care if you can't initially solve the problem, right? You're, like, yeah, it's, like, cool, like I can like you know I can grow more and stuff like that. and you're not really yeah you don't have that that um the the lack of confidence or like um whatever as yeah. far as your own um your own abilities right yeah so yeah. I I guess I, at least that's my kind of take on it is that I think like at least from what I can tell I feel like a lot of it is stems from that and I think that's uh, I think that's I I think I can see how you can and i think as well like i think you can go i think it's one of those things where you can't i think you can go from like a fix to a growth mindset i think it's not like you know you're one or the other kind of thing i think they're definitely uh from what i can tell anyway from what you've told me anyway it sounds like it's something that uh it's you can kind of i think you can go from one to the other based on just like i think more experience per se like i think for yeah. example like i think creatively for example right in the initial stage you might um and this kind of is kind of now leading into like my own experience anyway with yeah. that whole fixed growth mentality i think like i definitely initially had that feeling of fixed mentality ish when i was like probably in when i got to high school because I think at that point, I w like in primary school, I was known as like the guitar player, right? And yeah, so like, yeah. I felt like there was this confidence, right? Of like, oh, you know, I'm like, whatever, talented or whatever guitar, right? And I go to high school and I'm like, I see some, I, I meet like some of my friends anyway that I get to know, like are like really good. And I'm like, oh shoot, <laughs> there's like people that are better than me, or at least I, I feel like they're better than me. They may right. not be, I don't know, in hindsight now, maybe it might not have been the case, but I was like, I personally felt, I was like, man, they're better than me, right? And I think it took a bit of adjustment period, I think, of, like, getting of... And I think it also helps being friends of them that you kind of see it... That over time, you kind of see it as an opportunity to really absorb all those 
times where you can jam and get to know them and yeah. really absorb whatever stuff that they know, right? Yeah. Um, and I, so I think like it is, I, I think that's at least how I, and like, I think now, like for example, I think now if I'm going into like a newer, like into a different musical situation where if there is some, like I don't really have this like my mentality. I think as well, like maybe it comes from like songwriting, like being more focused on songwriting and less of like being the best guitar player, trying to be the best singer or the best. Like I've, I think I've kind of like stopped f those kinds of like, <laughs> I guess, I don't know that, that kind of mentality, I guess, because I think yeah. it's because like, I think for me, like, um, I guess my focus is more on songwriting, which I think, I mean, songwriting is one of those things where you can't really be, I guess you can, you can be like really good at songwriting, but there's no like hierarchy of like, <laughs> of songwriting per se. There's yeah. no ranking order, right? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense, right? No one really, so, and so for me, I think that like, I, I, I think when you get to that level where of, when you're uh, as a creative anyway, where you're no longer really like thinking in that kind of mentality i guess i guess that's what i where i'm at kind of thing at yeah. this point where uh, i think less about like oh so and so is a better guitar player than me because i think the reality is is that like i think as you get older you realize that yeah there's always going to be someone that's better than you at guitar there's always going to be someone that you, better than you at singing there's yeah. always going to be someone better than you and there's 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 never a point where you're going to be the best unless like you know unless you kill everyone kind of thing like you know what i mean like there's yeah yeah <laughs> like there's always like there's always, like it's that mentality like it's that whole thing of like there's always going to be a bigger fish than you right yeah um definitely. but yeah. it's kind of like taking that mentality of or learning to kind of take the mentality of like yeah um uh it's not necessarily about like I think in creativity, it's not necessarily about like, um, oh, I'm trying to solve problems because I guess in creativity, it's not really like that per se, right? Yeah. I think yeah. a lot. I think at least from my perspective, anyway, I kind of see it as more like the the growth mentality is more like um, you're not really comparing your. You, you can kind of learn to accept that everyone creatively has their own strengths and weaknesses, right? Everyone kind of has their own thing. Um, and it's like just because they're more quote unquote successful than you doesn't mean that you're less better or something like that or you're not as good like they maybe they have more experience or maybe they have but that doesn't mean that your your value as a creative is less because you have less success than whatever some other creative right yeah yeah okay um at least that's how i i think that was i kind of answering the question i think i did <laughs> i guess so i like <laughs> that it's your that is that's how your creative journey has unfolded and i guess so yeah and for you it's it's not an either or kind of situation i guess like i guess in a way like it's yeah i guess it leaned towards the growth mentality in the sense of like of i do see like i, I think okay if we were to try to like try to fit the problem like the creative problem within the you know fixed growth i think like i think of more like songwriting per se i guess yeah then i can see why like where i think yeah the fixed growth is like oh i'm like stuck on the song and it's like oh, I, I, i'm not i must not be good and i right. guess i kind of sometimes fa i i do sometimes face that where there is definitely moments where like i might be stuck on writing a song and i'll be like and i'll some, there's, there, there are definitely times where like you'll chase down a song and you're just like and then also you're just like 
man, I might just not, maybe I'm not a good songwriter. You, you know, you go through like, you go through periods of that per se, and then you finish it, and then you're like, oh, I guess I'm okay, cool. I, I must be all right then, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I guess I kind of sometimes feel that, but I also kind of, I think I've, I write. I think I go through musical ideas to the point, like through so many musical ideas that I don't really have time to think about, like how I spent so much time on one idea and then couldn't finish it, kind of thing. Like, right, um, right. I don't. I guess I don't dwell on it per se. Okay. You know, because okay. like, so I guess it's. I don't know. I don't know what would you categorize that as within that the the spectrum of <laughs> fixed or growth. <laughs> yeah, I think. It's a more open approach kind of thing, especially the fact that you mentioned that you're not going after the flashiest or the craziest guitar tricks, yeah. right? Or the, the coolest mm-hmm. solos and stuff. And it's more on mm. songwriting. And, and but then again, that's there's the realization that there's no, there really isn't such thing as this song as being objectively better than that other song and yeah kind of thing it's like trying to compare apples to oranges kind of thing it's like of course we all we all do our best right to write Mm. a melody that sounds good to us right Mm -hmm. very often we are like our harshest critic because we 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 all have a particular taste and that taste determines what we believe is good or not good and yeah and of course, that that is always open to interpretation. But nobody, when they're writing a song, no one no one sets out to write a bad song, or, yeah. or, or play <laughs> the guitar poorly, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, and yeah. And it's yeah, and it's interesting how you talked about yeah, the the idea of the hierarchy, right, in in music, or where it's like. A song, whether a song can be deemed objectively better than than another song, or having yeah. guitarists or musician friends who are quote unquote better than you. That yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think the great thing about music or any creative endeavor is that yes, there might be a way to, to measure object like objectively how good you are in relation to another person and I think that in a sense that can also apply to people just starting out to play the instrument and mm-hmm. one thing that I observe is that uh, and, and I think the environment plays a part in it as well and, yeah. and I feel like yeah because I've, I've recently started teaching guitar to these groups of uh, to a group of people, right? And right. I try to make the environment as open as encar- and as encouraging as possible to mm. try to nurture people to get into that open mindset. So right. like I'll never I'll never like pick on a particular student, right? Well, never, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'll never leave anyone behind and I Yeah try to encourage people to explore the ideas that or the chords that, are, that I'm teaching them so that right. they, like you know someone might have a problem with pressing down on the strings or changing chords but I never look at yeah. that as a 
limitation or I never look at that and go, oh, you, you didn't get it the first time. You, you can't play guitar, that kind of <laughs> thing. Right? I think as well, like, I, I think as well, like, I think in your case as well, like, I think because you've gone through that same journey so you can empathize with them a lot more as well, yeah, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. unless you're a natural-born genius, which most That's people it. aren't, in my in, in my opinion, anyway. I don't think... Well, I think some people can be really good, but um, even when you're starting out, like, everyone is not great. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, think, I think the environment really plays a role in this kind of, like, uh, open... Sorry, this growth versus fixed mindset. I mean, if... Yeah. If... If I was brought up in a in an environment where I had a, uh, a music teacher who said <laughs> you have to nail this perfectly, like the first time. Right. If you don't, you're like you, you can't. You're not set up to be a musician. That kind <laughs> of thing. So for any like kid, eight year old kid who's being told that, like that, yeah. really put a dampener on their yeah. creative aspirations, right? Whereas a kid who is like just just tripping over everything. And just stumbling yep. and falling over everything, but they have a guitar teacher that says, "Oh yeah, so like you like you know that you you know what you can't do, but here's the opportunity to to improve, and here's how you yeah. can like you can play better, you know like oh mm-hmm. you uh, try to put your fingers closer to the frets and." And, yeah, yeah. And there's some fingers that you don't have to take off the fretboard when you're changing chords, that kind of thing, and mm. useful pointers like that 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 lead right. to a more uh, growth mindset of yeah, I can do this. Oh, there are ways to get over this thing. And yeah. Oh, I this, think it, yeah. I think like now that you mention it, I feel like yeah, like I think um, for sure, I I think it is like that that building of that of their confidence, right? Like when they yeah. realize that. There are ways for you to um, actually get over this hump, per se. Like sometimes, like I even look back at like some of my own experiences, and there have been times where I'm like, "Oh, there's no way I can play that. Like that's just no way." Right? And then later, like a year or two later, like without even me really, like tr- not trying, but like me just occasionally noodling around with that thing, yeah, I might nail it and be like, "Oh, I guess that wasn't that bad." Yeah. I guess. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and it's. It's it's fascinating, like how the environment can play a part. Yeah. In that. Like, it, like, I guess when you're when you're corporately learning something, yeah, there is a there is a tendency. Well, again, that depends on the teacher, right? There is a tendency to compare yourself with mm. other people in the class, and yeah, yeah, you going, oh, I can I can play this better than the other student, or oh, I can I can. I can finger this chord better like my technique is better or or it can right. be the opposite like it, like I'm I'm like I can never catch up with these other guys like they're they're just learning too fast and they're just too good like I can never yeah, yeah, catch yeah. up and and I think having a flatter structure and a flatter hierarchy kind of thing is it's yeah. it's better for nurturing this kind of like mm. more open mindset that leads to to more of a growth mindset and I think like yeah. in a in a f- like in an ideal like fair and just society <laughs> like everyone should be given equal opportunity right to like reach their full potential that yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. and, and yeah, yeah. like once you have like 
barriers and quotas and, and th- that kind of thing like mm-hmm. some people might end up feeling oh I'm not in the right group or I'm not in the right you know um, status and therefore my my growth is is limited that kind of thing like, yeah but yeah like m- moving on from that um, mm. I find that yeah once you've reached a certain level of proficiency whether you're like a musician or you're painter or your photographer and you yeah, have yeah. these basic skills laid down i, I feel yeah, like yeah. it's it's easy to get stuck in the rut of making mm. the same things and then right. going i mean is, is there all there is to it like is that all i can do and right and some people at, at that point they they just get bored and they stop which is yeah which is the the end result of a fixed mindset where people mm. go you know that that's all i can play that's all i can learn um, right that's all i care about really yeah, yeah whereas yeah. people with the growth mindset they go oh like i feel like that that's all there is to learn mm. in this area and now i'm gonna learn something else that i've never done before right and i think for these think people it's not a matter of Oh, this is impossible. I can't do it. I mean, no doubt, like it's hard, and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not intuitive as what they've played before. But yeah, I think it's also a matter of having like a curious and open mindset. So, if I, I take, was gonna say, yeah, yeah, I think that curiosity is really important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if I take myself as as an example, where like yeah, when I'm trying to go from just major and minor chords to yeah. more fancier jazz chords like seven yeah, yeah. chords and ninth chords and thirteen chords like initially when figuring these things out like well, that was a time that I felt that I was breaking my brain because there was like <laughs> too, too many things to process but yeah, 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 yeah. I think what really helped me a lot in this area was that I was really curious as to how but like how certain chords sounded like and mm. starting out there were jazz chords that I really liked like sevens and thirteens and then there were chords that I did not like like diminished chords and <laughs> I, I felt that I could never use in a, a song situation but at the same time I felt like oh this is interesting and it's like oh I like this chord uh, why do I like yeah, this yeah. chord or right. I don't really like this chord. Well, why? Why don't I like this chord? Right. Thing, and yeah, yeah. just a matter of exploration, really. Right. And yeah, it's kind, and of, it's kind of funny. You were talking about how like you, you don't like diminished chords. Meanwhile, I'm just like I love putting diminished chords if I can in my yeah. own songs. If yeah, I can, yeah. if I can put just diminished chords in in all my chord progressions, I will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and it's like now now I get it and. Which is yeah. why, which is why I, I like it now. But yeah, first, yeah, yeah. like when I was first starting out, and I didn't have that level of sophistication. I I yeah. I I approach diminished chords the same way some people would approach eating broccoli or any vegetable <laughs> they didn't like, right? And <laughs> it's it's interesting that yeah, yeah, like the way I would apply this growth versus fixed mindset to this situation yeah. is that I was willing and I was open to try anything really when it came to right. to jazz and I 
yeah and I did not allow myself to be overwhelmed by things like music theory or or reading notations like yeah and it's something that like I feel has been a limitation to me like in a sense but at the same time it has not not being able to read notation yeah not being able to Uh, read uh, yeah notation but at the same uh, time it's like I I refuse to like let it stand in the way of me making music because right yeah and it's it's interesting how if I was to apply the fixed versus growth mindset if I had just stop that the realization that I can't read music right and go oh I can't read music so I probably won't be able to understand jazz and I, I right. won't be able to play so there's no point yeah. in me trying right versus right. I can't versus the growth mindset of I can't I can't read this music and I I can't really understand uh, music theory but Right. I really like these chords and I really like how, how mm. they sound. How am I going to use it in a song? And right. Then yeah. Going yeah. around the whole whole thing and mm-hmm. listening to other artists who employ these chord structures and these jazz chords to create their own music. And yeah. I, I have to admit that the first artist that I got that I used to to finally figure out jazz chords was David Choi because he would use. Oh yeah, these yeah. simple but effective chords in his compositions and his songs yeah, yeah, always yeah. had, yeah, had a jazz, jazz flavor to it. In terms of the yeah. songs, like it just made the the chord structures and the melodies sweeter. Yeah, like in the mm, sense that they were not yeah, just yeah. your standard major and minor chords, but they had yeah, yeah. extra sevenths and ninths to them. So yeah, like by listening to David Choi like I, f- I found a way to incorporate jazz chords to my my playing and right. I think for me I that's how I successfully overcame this fixed notion of not being able to read music to being able to use jazz chords regardless of whether I could read music or not and yep. and another thing that comes to mind now is that when I was first starting out playing drums like I didn't have a drum kit I didn't even have a drumstick no, yeah. drumsticks and I didn't have any background in playing drums and if I had let that mindset control me mm. I would have yeah I would have just told myself yeah no, nah, I don't have a drum kit like I don't have rhythm <laughs> and I don't have a background in playing drums and Maybe I should just relegate myself to listening to Travis Barker uh, play right. drums, and yeah, yeah, and and that that would have like not started my whole journey of playing drums. Yeah. But at that time, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I just wanted to sound like my favorite drummers, and I didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't care that I wasn't able to play like them yet. Like yeah, I yeah. was gonna learn how to play drums, like. You know, but like through whatever means necessary, even if it meant yeah. just using pencils and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. a chair to like work out my first beats. And I remember yeah. Travis Barker's solos and riffs being so daunting when I first started yeah. out, or even or even Dave Grohl's drumming yeah, yeah. when he was yeah, playing yeah, yeah. 
for Queens of the Stone Age, right? Like I oh, yeah. really loved his drumming when he played yeah, yeah, yeah. on Songs for the Deaf, right? Mm. And fast forward like almost twenty years now, and yeah, yeah. I I I'm surprised sometimes when I look at some of these old songs and I realize, oh, I can actually play it now. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's it's like how you're playing a game, and you're just like going through the motions just grinding your gears yeah 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 and then you you look back you look at your game and you realize oh <laughs> i've actually unlocked all these levels oh i've actually yeah, yeah, unlocked yeah. all these tools and i can suddenly be, i can suddenly use them that kind of thing yeah and yeah. yeah and it's like i think that's that's how i approach this mindset yeah and it's yeah but at the same time i mm. i'm an, i feel the same way as uh josh does in the sense that we we are not an either or when it comes to a, a, an open versus fixed mindset like we are always we're always growing right so yeah. we are always we, we are always coming like stumbling upon mindsets that we realized are actually good that, that that actually served us well because it made us yeah. more open to challenges and more open to learning new things and then yeah, yeah. there are some like fixed habits that we're stuck in and we wish that we could change but and we try but we but we fail every time and yeah. sometimes it, it's tempting to to believe that oh we like it's it's a fixed trait like we, we can never change it that kind of thing yeah and, yeah and i and i have like i would be the first to admit like when it comes to my drum playing like i don't i don't have the strongest left hand when it comes to playing like my left hand can yeah. never be as fast as my right hand it's because yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just so dominant when it comes to my right hand yeah and but at the same time, you know, I, 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 I still try to train my left hand to be as fast as my, my right hand, and I've been I've been trying to do that for many years, and yeah, the results have been. It's still like it's like my right hand is still way better than my left hand, but yeah, yeah, my left hand ha- is a lot better now than it was when I first started out. So right, so it's. I don't know. For me, it's it's coming to grips with the reality, in the sense that, yes, my left hand is not as strong as my right hand, but yeah, yeah. at the same time, there's nothing that's stopping me from developing my left hand so that it yeah could become as good as, as my right hand, right? Like it's it's a matter of putting in more time and yeah committing to certain exercises to get it up to speed and stuff yeah and yeah. i think there's also like workarounds or ways you can yeah improve yeah. like like i think like just you talking about that it kind of made me think about how i think in the in the early stages of writing music for me it was like you'd like write for a bit and then you'd be like you'd have like writer's block and you're just like oh, i don't know what to do <laughs> yeah yeah like, yeah I don't know. and you're like ah oh, i don't know how to f- figure out this thing right but i think like i think yeah with experience I think over time you kind of like learn like methods to help you get like over those things per yeah. se. Yeah. Cause I think like we all, everyone goes through like, ha- and everyone I think has like their own kind of like 
like thing that they're insecure about in some way or they think right. they're working on. Yeah. Like for me, like when it comes to songwriting, if I go through a like a creative rut anyway, or like a like a you know a songwriting rut, I'll just like you know I'll have a bunch of meth like things that I can employ in terms of like okay well let me try this to kind of get me re-inspired let me try this or whatever right yeah and like you know it's like throwing the kitchen sink right at it yeah, kind of yeah. thing That's and it. it's like you know there's so many like i think over time you learn to like you know help compensate or help you know get around those things that are problems i guess yeah. like you like you i guess you over time you learn you learn the similar solutions i guess to the problems that come up i think yeah and like you know you train yourself to have that mentality of like oh, okay if i know that i have these problems that i'm like in terms of songwriting like it's like oh i'm struggling like say you're struggling to write a guitar part or you say you're struggling to write whatever vocal part chord part whatever like you have a bunch of things in your toolbox that can kind of help you like re-inspire you or help like help you try to get into like solving the problem in some way yeah i guess yeah and I feel like the growth mindset is is a more exciting way to live and more mm. like it just makes you a more interesting person or an interesting artist in general. Like, right. like we, you know, how we get the whole idea of, you know, when you're young, life is exciting and you're always trying new things and you're always learning yeah, new yeah. things. And then you yeah, reach yeah, a certain yeah. age where like this is I mean this is very stereotypical right like, you reach a certain age where you feel like yeah your brain has solidified and then you can't learn things as fast and then <laughs> that, that you know you get old you start to forget things and yeah you, you just mentally go off a cliff that kind of thing and <laughs> I feel like that's that's the fixed mindset right it's like oh yeah, yeah. like you you can only learn a lot when you're young and then when you're past 25 like oh you, you, you're not you're not as effective anymore as learning but i find that yeah. in my experience i i i have learned so much more things in my 30s mm. compared to my 20s like for me it just right. it just took a while for for my for my gears to to be locked into place and yeah and in that sense like i've i ref- I refuse to be confined to to people's expectations of what people can learn, like yeah. a certain age bracket, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. in the sense that I believe that ed- like anyone at any age, whether they're like thirty or forty and fifty, if they mm. if they approach things with an open mind, they can they can learn anything, right? Mm. Like some people argue that you know, like eight-year-old kids have the advantage of of being able to learn the language or pick up an right. instrument quickly because their br- their brains are still very plastic and yeah. they can learn things faster whereas people who are older they they take a bit more time and for me the only advantage of being young or learning things as a kid is you just have more time not that mm. you're smarter or your brain is more more plastic or more right. agile it's like to me like it's it's just a matter of time it's like if you learn right if you learn an instrument at eight years old like 
mm. at 18 you'll probably be a really good musician like that's ass- that's assuming you you keep you know yeah, practicing in those 10 years practice, right <laughs> <laughs> and that's the other that's the other thing that's the other thing right is like just because you start when you're young if you don't if you don't keep it up till you're 18 then it's like it's still you're still doomed for failure in that sense right yeah yeah, yeah that's it yeah, yeah. i think there is like i think like kind of like to uh, like to go on that point about like yeah whether being younger or older kind of affects it. i think there is still like i think there i think there is an a variable of that like in terms of like if you're younger you are i i think there is an element of like you have a higher potential i guess to pick things up faster because like you i think you also have less things to think about probably as well i think when you're a kid versus yeah, like you know when you're when you're yeah less yeah. You're, you're thinking less about and uh, i think like was it um like there I, i do remember hearing like something where it's like when you're younger or whatever like you like there is like a a thing about how like you can have like genius level whatever like things or whatever when you're younger and then when you get to a certain age like uh, like unless you like, if you don't train it early enough or whatever then it plateaus very quickly in terms of creativity but like i think like um i think like it even like like i think like there while there is like there's some truth i think to the idea of like being younger has quote unquote benefits like i think there that is under the assumption that you actually keep it up because a lot of times you know most people don't keep it up when they're you know eight or ten years old or whatever they might pick up the guitar for like one year then they quit kind of thing right yeah yeah or some so, people just like pick up a few open chords right and then yeah. they just they just cruise on those open chords like i i've met a few <laughs> people who play guitar and i ask them oh so uh, how long have you been playing and they're like oh yeah uh, 10 years Oh, <laughs> and they're like you calling out saying oh 10 years but i i, I haven't i don't really play much yeah. are you calling anyone out aaron are you calling anyone out oh <laughs> uh, I, i will be calling anyone out in this episode but putting few, someone on blast right now sorry <laughs> putting them on blast right now on blast well they they shall remain unnamed uh, anonymous anonymous <laughs> anonymous that's right yeah so yeah but it's it's interesting how another aspect to that is that some people use age as as a barrier to learning new things like right that i yeah, feel yeah. is a fixed mindset right mm. just like just because you're you're like just because you're you're not a, you're 18 years old and you're not eight years old it's like it's too late to pick up an instrument and and become good at it whereas yeah i started playing the drums at at 18 uh, yeah, yeah. At, at 19 and yeah, yeah and i never of course i i have my regrets in the sense that i wish i had started when i was eight right but when i was eight <laughs> i i had no interest in music whatsoever i mean i like music but i had no interest in playing an instrument and yeah yeah it's yeah and it's it it really is dependent on our inclinations and our i feel slightly attacked you mentioning specifically eight years old because i'm like that's when i started playing guitar really <laughs> see how, how everyone has a different experience right like, which means like when you're 18 right you can play like almost anything that 
you want to play that kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. someone who start, started out as at, at 18 like myself yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah of course it would take maybe up to my mid to late 20s to be able to play stuff that I I, w- I wanted to play really mm. and but all, all throughout this is like if I had told myself that oh I'm 18 like it's too late to start to, to pick up an instrument that I would have missed out on all the years of fun and yeah. friendships and songs and music if yeah. I had let that mindset like get the best of me that kind of thing yeah, so, yeah, yeah. and I think it's the same for for anyone who is thinking about starting a new creative pursuit like yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, it could be someone in, like in their late 30s who's yeah. who's who's getting divorced and <laughs> and they're going man I that, re- that really t- that really turned dark very yeah, quickly like I, and they're going you know i wish i had picked up the guitar when i was in my 20s instead of like chasing women but you know you, you see how that that could be a fixed mindset you know and, and it's like that, that person it, it's so much better for that person to go well no 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 woman no no problems right I can now pick up whatever instrument I want, and uh, in ten years' time, I'll be I'll be killing it. That kind of thing. Like, I feel like that, that's that's a much better mindset in, in the sense that it's it's not a fixed mindset, where whereby uh, it's like, yeah. oh, it's too late, and I'm too I'm too divorced, and I'm too sad to to start any, anything new. Versus, yeah, hey, yeah. here's an opportunity. I could do this. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Yeah, well, when I look at people and I look at things, it's it's not about for me. It's not about how much, how many skills you've acquired or how many skills you have, but it's it's mm-hmm. more of the the idea of hey, can I? Is there something else I can learn, or is there something more I can can grow in? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like whether whether someone is you know is just drawing stick figures you know he, like and yeah. then someone wants to to do something more than just draw stick figures yeah, yeah and and that person would do himself a massive favor if he went you know like i i, I want to draw more realistic characters and how do i go about doing that you know like you know i'm mm. inspired by what these artists did during the renaissance so how how can i draw like that how how can i paint like that and yeah, yeah that that in itself just starts out a whole journey and whole process and mm. that and that person is not necessarily wanting to be the next michelangelo or the next leonardo da vinci but yeah, yeah. in the same in the same way i'm not like i didn't start out i didn't set out to become the next travis barker or the next Billy Corgan, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Like, and it would, yeah, it would apply to anyone who aspires to be something. Like, if we go back to the mm. artist who aspires mm. to draw, like Leonardo da Vinci, like, he's not necessarily wanting to become like Leonardo da Vinci or to have his style, but just to be able to express 
his art at a much yeah. higher level, right? Compared yeah. to just drawing stick figures. <laughs> and yeah. it's, it's it's fun to draw stick figures, right? But but if you I guess could so. if you could do so much more and you're open to trying more new things, like why not, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I think that's one way of of attacking this this uh, fixed mindset. And another way is possibly combining it with another skill. It's like yeah. It's like I forgot the name of the guy who who draw oh Scott Adams, right? He he's the guy who drew the Dilbert comic strip, right? Oh, okay. And so he he's not the best artist, right? But he right. can still draw. Like he's he's a fairly decent artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what he managed to do is he managed to take his somewhat adequate drawing skills and yeah, yeah. combine it with his experience being mm. in, in big corporate situations. And, yeah, yeah. And then being able to combine it with also a sense of humor yeah, and yeah, yeah. just create this Dilbert comic strip that right. has been a hit everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And and it's interesting. Like he's not the best comic artist. Mm-hmm. He and he didn't have the best like corporate experiences. And is as in he's no longer working in a high flying corporate job. And yeah. he's not, you know, he's not the funniest guy in the same way other comedians are funny. For example, yeah. say I don't know Jerry Seinfeld or. Or the, the, the people who starred in, in your favorite sitcoms, like Friends, right? But he was able to, <laughs> to take these disparate skills and yeah, put yeah. it together to, to become something. Yeah. And, okay, I have I've a feeling that this could, this could be another episode where we discuss <laughs> about combining skills. But going back to that yeah. fixed versus growth mindset thing, right? I think that's another way to to attack the whole yeah fixed mindset okay like so yeah. we're, we've we've more or less established the fixed mindset as the enemy of 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 growing right because <laughs> it's fixed right and the, the growth yeah, mindset yeah. as the key to unlock more skills and not just more skills mm. but more experiences and more adventures and more excitement so that life is never boring right like you, yeah. you're you you're never content to rest in your laurels and and as a result become just become old and stale and and, and senile. Yeah, which is which is sad. <laughs> but um, I think there's so many ways to to attack this this topic. From yeah, I think we have covered a lot of different. Yeah, ways, different I think so. Angles. I think yeah, and I think like the, I think that there was like one route like uh line through all like thread that runs through all of what we talked about i think it's that thing of like uh like that idea of confidence i think and being able to like go through the like through those problems into like uh do it enough times to the point where you're no longer afraid of the problems per se but you're actually like um you're confident in yourself that you know that you know what your strengths are creatively or whatever um, and that it even if you, even if you can't solve it initially, it's no 
measure of your own self-worth i guess yeah of yeah. things which i guess yeah yeah and I've, i yeah. i feel that the more problems you you tackle like with that mindset like the more yeah. your confidence grows as well and mm-hmm. the more confidence yeah, yeah. you have like the more energy you have as well to to tackle mm-hmm. even more problems like yeah like we if you compare to like a guitarist who's just starting out in the band yeah, situation yeah. versus someone who's had years and years of experience right like playing a new progression or having to deal with technical difficulties will will leave the beginner guitarist pretty stumped like a deer in headlights yeah. and yeah and yeah not knowing what to do and that not having a very good effect on his confidence yeah or yeah. His, yeah or his ego when he's playing whereas someone who's been through all uh, like hundreds of different issues with sound checks and technical difficulties and wrong chords yeah like yeah. that person might be stumped as well but he won't be as devastated as the person who is mm-hmm. just starting out or yeah. at least he won't be as traumatized as the no, person yeah. who's just starting out you learn to move on <laughs> yeah. so or you just forget <laughs> yeah or you just forget and that, that's, that's no, me most of the time yeah, and, and no worries like or you screw up right no worries like you, you'll live to find another day that kind of thing yeah yeah so and yeah, yeah just just having time really just working through your art and and just living your journey really helps in building conf- confidence as well but at the same time you don't want to be um like those other people who spent their you know spent their time just doing the same things over and over again mm-hmm. basically so yeah, yeah so that, uh, that's a lot of things that we've covered and yeah i think we've unpacked I'm, a lot in one sitting yeah and i'm sure our listeners have yeah there's a lot of things our listeners can take yeah from this episode that they can apply it to whatever situation that they feel they're stuck in yeah yeah, yeah. so what was the book like i think like just to kind of end on like for like for people that are interested in the book like that you've been reading what was the what was the book called Again? yeah it's it's written by this this author her name is carol dweck carol dweck yep so and name the name of her book is called what's it called mindset mm. let, let me just google it to, to double check <laughs> so carol carol s dweck a psychologist yep and the name of her book is mindset that's right there mindset. you go mindset changing the way you think to fulfill your potential so cool dr carol s dweck so if cool. any of you out there are, are, are yeah in for a nice read and read that will challenge your preconceived notions of what is possible for you and what's mm-hmm. possible for other people yeah by all yeah, means, yeah, yeah. Uh, get the book read it and pass it along yeah yeah for sure but yeah cool cool right well nice well, once again, guys, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you guys haven't aren't following us on Spotify, you know, smash that follow button and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, you know, stay tuned for more episodes. We've got, a, you know, we've got a list. We're 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 getting the steam, the getting the ball rolling in terms of recording these episodes and yeah. whatnot. We're starting to crank we'll tr- out new episodes again. Yep. New yep. Year. 
But yeah, hope you guys are uh, staying safe wherever you are, whether you're uh, in a place where COVID is, is still a thing or it's kind of dying down a bit. Um, hope you guys are staying safe and all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys on the next episode. So, see ya. Take care, guys.